Welcome to the Middle Tech Podcast, this region's leading business podcast, shining a light on technology, entrepreneurship, and the future of business in Kentucky and beyond. Our goal is to advance the ecosystem by bringing attention to the founders, changemakers, innovators, and those supporting them. Middle Tech's content can be found on your favorite podcast streaming app, social channels, and YouTube. We encourage you to follow and participate in the conversation. Let's discuss and build the future. Welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. You've got Evan Knowles and Logan Jones here. This was probably, in my opinion, one of the most insane podcasts uh, we've done to date. We sat down with Matt Jennings, who's the executive chairman of a company called Kingdom Trust, and they're in Murray, Kentucky. This was uh, one of the most surprising companies that we've come across in Kentucky for so many reasons, but we've had a lot of innovative companies on the podcast, App Harvest and so many more. Personally, I've got to put Kingdom Trust at the top of all of our guests when it comes to innovation. And I had not heard of them until my buddy Corey gave us the intro. And what they're doing is just mind-blowing. So Matt describes himself as just a hillbilly from Kentucky who's on the edge of the fintech space. So they're one of the innovators in the fintech space. And he's just proud to, to say Kentucky is his home. Uh, very uh, you know, refreshing to hear you know, him say that and be in the space that he's in. And he was, this is crazy, he was selling meat you know, into his mid-30s, began to enter the real estate space and invest in real estate, eventually wanted to help other people invest in real estate. That morphed into helping people invest into real estate and other assets. And then come to find out, he learned about Bitcoin and started helping his investors and his customers invest in alternative assets like Bitcoin. And today... They're now a company that is on, like I said, the cutting edge of the space. They're one of the leaders in the world when it comes to crypto. And they were the first company in the United States, maybe the world, to be a custodian of Bitcoin for the, his investors on behalf of them. And, you know, it's just an amazing story. That's just so insane how organic it happened over time. And uh, he's just a, an amazing guy. Yeah, and it's not often that you stumble well, I, I hesitate to say we stumbled upon it he's gotten a lot of press for this but it seems you know what he's we're been trying on the pop podcast yeah like he's been, been wired on, yeah you know and, and the big I, names the fact that you know again here's the problem we're solving with exactly. Miltech. the fact <laughs> we had not heard of this man is unbelievable and hopefully over time you know we can make a dent in this massive problem of people not knowing what's happening in our own backyard but never heard of the guy yeah and it's yeah, I mean, we've talked about how insane it is and the fact that we just didn't know about this company. But like Evan said, the conversation with him, he's just, he's a Kentucky guy. Like, it's its not uh, overloaded with jargon or technical language. It is a dude from Kentucky that knew how to build a business effectively. Uh, and we talked about, you know, what Kingdom Trust is. I had some questions about what actually is a trust company and uh, what does it mean to to be a custodian of an asset? We talked about how they are innovating in the alternative investment space with their, their new choice app. Um, so he'll go over that in the interview as well. We talked about the evolution of investment accounts, uh, Bitcoin in general, and where he sees that going, and even gave his take on Tesla putting $1.5 billion uh, into Bitcoin. Uh, and then what it's been like growing that company in Kentucky, you know, that's something I always love hitting on. But as Evan and I have been discussing here, it's like it's been growing under the radar in Murray freaking Kentucky. And 90% of his employees are in Kentucky. Like, 
Where has this yeah, been? Come I'm, on. It, like, <laughs> for, for anybody in the government of Kentucky, like listening, or anybody that's supporting entrepreneurs, we've all got to do a better job of bringing attention to what's happening here because this man and his company are on not only the cutting edge of Kentucky, not only the cutting edge of the United States, and I just keep saying this, but the world. Like, with everything going on in the Bitcoin space and the blockchain space and the cryptocurrency space, it's something that we all have to pay attention to. Like, it gives it's really important we pay attention to this stuff because you know inequality could be one of the things that come from uneducated people in this in this world you know and if we're not sharing this stuff with those in our own backyard you know we're hurting people what they're doing is is really opening up new types of assets to investors around the world and some of those assets have been hard for people to get their hands on in a manner that is you know secure and easy and and he's doing that for people around the world and so you know, we just really got to do a better job of, of bringing attention to people like like Matt and his team. Yeah, something that stood out to me about the conversation, uh, just real quick here. So when we, well, when you hopped on the phone with him, and this is even a crazy part, said that he had twenty billion dollars of assets under management. This billion, was a, with couple, a, a few weeks ago. This was probably <laughs> two or three weeks ago. <laughs> two or three weeks ago, and then Evan's like, "Yeah, what's the update? What, what are you guys sitting at now?" He's like, "Uh, oh, we're probably at twenty one, twenty two billion. I'm sitting there. I'm like, that's $2 okay, million. that's that's billion with a B. Yeah. That it, like." That is insane. So anyway, um, Evan and I are obviously very hyped up about this company, and we're excited for you guys to listen to it and just bring this into your awareness in case it was not there already. It definitely should be. Um, but as always, we just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors before we dive into this. So uh, starting off, we got Land Betterment. Uh, we, we love the guys at Land Betterment. We had an awesome conversation with them on episode 97 of our podcast. So we didn't encourage you guys to go and listen to that to learn more about them. Uh, but just a quick gist of what they're doing. They're taking these old abandoned strip mines and coal mines, putting sustainable businesses on them and bringing jobs back to the areas that lost those jobs when the coal mines went out of business. So they've been an awesome partner for us as they've sponsored season four of Middle Tech. Uh, and I'm going to let Evan give a little ad read about, uh, our other sponsor, Brandon Johnson and the Johnson Law Group. Yep. So let's talk about uh, Brandon Johnson. So Brandon Johnson is an attorney who works with entrepreneurs and small businesses here in Kentucky. He's worked with startups. He's worked with influencers. He's worked with real estate investors. Uh, and I keep saying it, but if you're starting a company and you're serious about it, you have to take you know law and you know the legal side of it very seriously. You have to get an attorney uh, because the headache that they save you uh, later in life uh, is is definitely worth what you're paying um, on the upfront, uh, and they're more than willing to help you. And, and Brandon is more than willing to sit down with you and and do a consult with you and just talk to you and understand your needs. Uh, and and he'll do that for free. Um, so really encourage you to reach out. Uh, he's from Fordsville, Kentucky. He's a University of Louisville uh, graduate. He's worked for companies like Louisville Slugger uh, and Papa John's. Uh, he's just a Kentucky boy who's wanting to help. Uh, those in our state start businesses and do so successfully. So if you want to learn more, go to middletech.com slash Johnson Law. You can learn more about uh, how to get in touch with him and use his services. And he's fun to work with. I've worked with him. So definitely encourage you to reach out to Brandon. Awesome. We're going to go ahead and dive on into it. All right. We're sitting down with Matt Jennings. And this is going to be an exciting episode. Really looking forward to this. He's doing some extremely innovative stuff uh, right in Kentucky, and we're proud to have him on. Uh, I got the tip from my buddy, Corey Cope, who said, hey, there is a, something crazy going on in Murray, Kentucky, uh, and we need to talk to this man. I got connected, got on the phone with you. 
Matt, and I was just blown away. So we're really looking, looking forward to this conversation. Uh, before we get into anything about Kingdom Trust or some of the innovation that is going on you know, around the blockchain with Bitcoin and what you guys are doing, let's go into your background. So where are you from? Talk about your education and your professional background up until you, know, you started working in uh, Kingdom Trust or real estate. I don't know if you've been working in real estate your whole life prior to Kingdom Trust, but just give us that background. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm from Murray, Kentucky. Wasn't born and raised there. I was actually born in Tennessee, but moved there before I was a year old. So I'm, you know, practically born and raised there. And uh, went to Callaway County High School there in Murray and um, got out of school and actually went through a few jobs. Shoot, I was a boat mechanic for a little while. I was a uh, pipe fitter, worked on a pipe fitting crew for a little while. Ended up joining my family business as a sales guy and did that for till I was in my kind of mid-30s and sold meat and food to grocery stores and restaurants and just, you know, always had an entrepreneurial spirit and wanted to branch out and do something. And in my mid-30s, I just, I guess I got the nerve up to do it. I quit my job and uh, went in the real estate business and um, just basically started from scratch there, became an appraiser, bought my own appraisal company in 2004 started buying and selling real estate really in 2006 or seven. did a lot of hunting properties, commercial properties, bought and sold a lot of real estate. And then in 2009, got this crazy idea. I wanted to buy real estate in my retirement account. And I found out that it was a very cumbersome process. And, but it was, it is, it was allowed. You could do that. You could buy all kinds of alternative assets through your retirement accounts. And just through my experience with that, I said, you know, somebody needs to open a company like this. Uh, there was none in the whole entire Southeast United States, uh, not a trust company that offered that, you know, that type of trust company that offered to do custody work for alternative assets in retirement accounts. So that's where Kingdom Trust was born, um, was through my experience there uh, and me being a real estate guy. I'm still a real estate guy on the side. I, I have a you know, sizable portfolio stuff scattered around Kentucky and Tennessee on the real estate side. But, you know, my main gig now is as chairman of Kingdom Trust. Yeah. And that's a good segue into Kingdom Trust. So give us your elevator pitch or what you tell people when they ask, what is Kingdom Trust? Yeah. So Kingdom Trust originally, as I talked about, was was started out to be a self-directed IRA company, which is basically a company that, you know, we don't give advice and we allow people to invest in what they know, what they're comfortable in. And we facilitate that in a tax-free or tax-deferred manner through their retirement accounts. And so that's kind of where we started. And then we, oh, a few years in, we drifted into doing institutional work. So we still, we do a lot of work with hedge funds and uh, all sorts of family offices and all sorts of different types of funds that we do custody work for. But over the last few years, we've really changed and emerged ourselves into really becoming more of a fintech, more of a technology company. And with that is the new platform that we just released uh, called Choice by Kingdom Trust, which is, and uh, it's, it's a mobile app right now. The desktop app's coming out really, really soon, but it allows our customers to be able to buy all types of assets. Uh, we, we like to say any asset, one account, so they can buy their Bitcoin, they can buy the top 40 digital currencies. They can buy stocks, bonds, mutual funds, your Tesla stock, GameStop, whatever it is you're into, right? You can do all that through our new app. 
as well as it also keeps up with your precious metals, your private companies, all the things that the other guys don't let you do. It truly is a one of a kind offering that we just came out with. No one else in the country has anything like it. It's um, it's a, it's one place that you can buy publics, privates, and digital currencies and everything from one app. Man, that's uh, that all sounds super exciting. We're really excited to, to dig in more to that and kind of the fintech side of your business. But I'd like to kind of lay a groundwork and make sure that our listeners understand, you know, what uh, a trust or a custodian is exactly. Because I think when I first started trying to research Kingdom Trust, I was still a little bit confused. I uh, needed to to do some Googling and try to figure it out. So explain to our audience, what is a trust and what does it mean to be a custodian of someone's assets? A, a trust, we're a trust company, not a trust. I guess we first gotcha. thing I would say, we're a public trust company chartered out of South Dakota. We're regulated by the Division of Banking in South Dakota. We also fall under federal you know, FinCEN, Bank Secrecy Act, all those kind of things. So we're, we're highly regulated, which is good for our customers. They know that, uh, you know, we're being overseen very well, audited annually. Uh, we also do SOC audits. We do all, all sorts of, you know, financial audits. We have, we, we're audited. It seems like every other week, some auditors in our office, but so we're a trust company and the IRS says, as far as how this pertains to retirement accounts, and financial advisors both. The federal government says that if you're tax deferred by way of federal taxes, that you must hold your assets in that retirement account with what's called a qualified custodian. The the government also says that financial advisors who take other people's money and investment invest it for them, that they must use, if there are a certain size, there is some parameters around there, but that but most of them have to use a qualified custodian as well. And a qualified custodian is defined as a bank, a trust company, or something similar to that. So we chose the trust path. So we're, we're a trust company regulated much like a bank. And that's what gives us the authority to hold tax-free, uh, you know, and allow people to buy Bitcoin or Ethereum or, or Tesla or whatever they want to buy tax-free in their retirement accounts. Yeah. And over time, you know, how did you guys evolve from a trust company to what you described a little bit ago, this this fintech player? Uh, what were some of the steps that, that you took over time that eventually evolved you into what you are today? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a long road, actually. It's um, from the very beginning. We had a, a vision that this kind of this all assets, one account uh, vision, obviously, this was back in 2010. So Bitcoin wasn't a player I'd never heard of Bitcoin and digital currencies back then. But over time, that's always been kind of a central focus. And as we began to evolve into the digital currency markets back in 2015, we were the first regulated financial institution, certainly in America, to ever hold Bitcoin. Many people say we were the first in the world to regulated financial institution to custody Bitcoin. I'm not sure if we were in the world, because I, but but because I don't keep up with the whole world, but we certainly were the first one in America. And through that, we began to see how technology could really, really play into the vision we'd had long term. And uh, we began to build kind of the, the back office to accommodate, to build what is now the choice platform. And it was really just a, a, a stroke of, call it a stroke of luck, a, fate, I don't know, but a, a young man I'd met named Ryan Radloff, uh, who founded a company 
uh, any, any of the people listening to this that are Bitcoin guys know Ryan and his company, CoinShares, over in, in the UK. Ryan actually re- resigned from CoinShares, uh, hired his replacement, wanted to move back to the United States. And it was very ironic. Uh, he wanted to come over here and build uh, what and had already started this company called Choice. And he had built the front end app. Uh, him and his crew, his tech guys, my tech guys had been building this trust company and kind of the back end to do, take care of all the back office work. And we met in New York and, we were, you know, it was obvious we were going to become competitors and we decided to rather than compete to join forces. And so uh, he's now the CEO. I moved to chairman. Uh, we did that in May of this year and him and his team he brought five guys with him. I think there's about 12 guys on the tech team with him now, and they've just done a phenomenal job of putting all this together. Just can't say enough good stuff about about those guys. So is choice eventually going to be the way that your clients interact with your services? Are you going to move them onto onto choice or talk about the dynamic of of how choice is going to loop into what you do now uh, with your current clients? It is. It is. So, you know, that is the goal that eventually everyone will be on choice to to today we've opened choice up to kind of a separate audience from our from our current you know or or what i would call our legacy customer base choice is not only built for individuals it's also built for investment advisors and so we're we've onboarded about 50 big advisory firms that are bringing in you know these guys have thousands and thousands of customers they're starting to bring their customers in we've onboarded I'm not sure exactly how many we've got on board now, but we 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 got we had about twenty thousand people on our wait list to get in to the choice app as far as individuals, and our you know kind of next phase is to bring in the, the current customer base, and we're already starting to do that. So yes, our goal is that Kingdom Trust will be uh, a very much a fintech, and everything ran through that platform eventually. That's where we're headed. Yeah, that sounds super exciting. Very, um, you know, cutting edge because I imagine that, you know, like you said, you guys are the first to do this and your clients will, I'm sure, appreciate that. Now, your clients uh, total, you had mentioned when we talked on the phone, make up about $20 billion of, of assets under management. Has that changed, you know, since we talked? Because you had said that Bitcoin, you guys are, are a custodian, the first to be able to custody Bitcoin. I imagine that's driving a lot of growth for you guys. So give us a sense of, you know, the growth of, of Bitcoin in your with your clients and and give us a picture there you know honestly i haven't looked in the last week but i think we're 21 22 billion now somewhere wow. in that neighborhood and around 150,000 clients that we that we custody for around the world and um some of those retirement accounts some of those are you know obviously more institutional type folks as well the cool thing about the choice app if i could talk just about the product for just yeah, a minute dude. is we're not the only one that offers Bitcoin in a retirement account in America. Some of the larger ones we actually used to do custody work for uh, originally. But a uh, really cool thing about the Choice app is most of our competitors have one or two percent per year custody fees. They're charging five and ten percent on buys and sells. It's really a high price product in a retirement market. We wanted to come. We wanted to build a technology solution that would make it affordable for people. And so when you when you come into choice, you have three options. One, one first option is hold your own keys. So if we got any techies on here that believe not your keys, not your coin, is what a lot of people say, and they're comfortable with 
uh, holding their own keys, we have a solution where you can do that. Costa is a partner that you can do that with if you want some help. But we have a solution where you can do that through choice, trade on the choice app and hold your own keys. All tax free in your retirement account. You can buy, you can sell, you can trade, you can day trade, top 40 digital currencies, stocks, bonds, all tax free or tax deferred. The second option we have is for people who want like high grade institutional uh, security around their Bitcoin, we hold it with Kameno or Fidelity. Actually, Fidelity holds the Bitcoin and Kameno, which is, I think, the best technology solution out there that CoinShares and, and uh, Numura and some of those guys put together. All the other coins are held in that. And for that, we charge 1% custody fees, 1% per trade. And then we have a free solution. We're the first ones to come out with this. If you want to put your assets that you have in the account, what we call in motion, which means that we take them and we loan them out to other financial institutions, other regulated institutions, then you have no fees on your custody. You just pay the trade fees of 1% when you trade, which is the cheapest trade fee in America. And your assets are held with Kameno. And our vision is very soon on that account, we're actually going to start paying people for having their accounts at Kingdom Trust. Not only will you, will you not have fees, you'll actually get paid. <clears throat> this sounds like you guys are knocking down a lot of barriers for entry. You know, do you envision this? So I, I personally use E-Trade to manage, you know, my, uh, my equities in the market. Uh, do you envision one day any consumer coming to choice and managing, you know, the IRAs or their, their investment portfolios? Or is this always going to be something that is, you know, largely managed by those that are managing other people's money? No, this is direct to consumer and, okay. and our RIAs. So it's IRAs, which is the consumer. Um, which is our by far our largest group uh, right now. And then it's for RIAs, which is registered investment advisors who manage other people's money. Uh, it's the same app, but just the RIAs have some special features where they can manage multiple clients' money for one login. Uh, but no, we're absolutely, and we're not just IRAs either anymore. We actually just last week opened this up for cash accounts. So what we call custody accounts. So if you want to go to Kingdom Trust, get on the choice platform, and you want to put retirement money in there and trade, you can. If you want to open a separate account for just cash that you have in your savings or whatever, you can do that as well. So we're not just retirement anymore. That's a new thing we've come out with in the last couple of weeks. But I'll give you an idea of the power of the, of the retirement side of it. I bought Ethereum, um, you know, which is the second largest cryptocurrency behind Bitcoin last March for $130-ish. Today, it hit $1,800. If you had just opened up an account and did a $5,000 deposit, you know, IRAs are limited to $5,500 for most people, $5,000 to $6,000, what you can put in them. If you just open an account, put $5,000 in it a year ago, that'd be about $70,000 today if you'd have bought Ethereum 11 months ago, actually. Uh, is when is when is when I made that purchase and I was just looking at it earlier and thought, wow. So so we want to make this available to people. Honestly, before choice, it was it was really too expensive uh, to do a self-directed IRA. Generally speaking, in America and Kingdom Trust, it was too expensive. The fees were you know five six hundred dollars a year and little fees on top of that, and it was really 
too expensive for a $5,000 account or $10,000 account. You really had to be up there in the $20,000, $40,000 for it to start to make sense. With the new choice, you, you choose the free option. You only pay 1% for a trade if you want to buy something. Uh, and, and by the way, equity trades are free. The 1% trades is only digital currencies. Uh, your stocks, bonds, mutual funds, totally free, custody's free. So if you choose that free option, shoot, you can start with a $1,000 account, $2,000 account, you know, what, whatever you're comfortable with and, and just start trading. Yeah. And talk a little bit about something that caught my attention on the Pomp podcast is about how you guys ensure security throughout this entire process. And I think something that you said, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is that not any one person can access their assets without the intervention of technology. No technology can access it without the intervention of, of people. Talk about the layers of security that go into a platform like what you guys are building as well. We have a huge amount of security layered in, uh, and we've actually recently added more layers by, by, by bringing in Fidelity and partnering with Fidelity and Kameno. Uh, so, you know, Fidelity and Kameno both now provide cold storage for us. We still have our own system and our own multi-touch, you know, system, even before it gets to them, then they have their whole system. So at Kingdom, you're really getting best of grade on both sides, both from Kingdom and from uh, now our, our partners that we, you know, we went out and chose the best partners in the world to provide the security for this choice platform. And by the way, the Bitcoin and Fidelity, you know, is backed by Fidelity. So yeah. what, what bigger name to be backing your Bitcoin than Fidelity? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's exciting. What What's the reception been? What's the feedback been? Because would you consider this disruptive in any way to be the first to manage all these assets? Uh, is this disruptive to the fintech industry in any way? What are people saying? What's the chatter out there about, about what you're building? Oh, I think there's there's a lot of chatter out there. We've had a lot of calls, a lot of inquiries from competitors and, and you know, friendly competitors and different things. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're definitely disrupting the industry. I mean, you're talking about an industry that when we started a little over 10 years ago, literally to to sign a customer in, customer into a self-directed IRA, you had to send them paperwork through FedEx, get wet signatures. They had to go get them notarized and send them back. And Kingdom actually was the first self-directed IRA company to do an online application using uh, digital signatures and digital verifications back in, I think it was 2011 or 2012. We were the first ones to, to make that move. And so, you know, over the last 10 years, this industry's come a long way, but just in a few short months here, we've, we've been able to really kind of step up the bar i think you, i guess you'd say for the industry yeah this what i love about this story is it's it's just such an organic story you know correct me if i'm wrong when you started you know kingdom trust the name itself was allowing people to the idea was to allow people to build their own kingdom with their own assets in a way that they wanted to and over time it just feels like such an organic great story that over time you just listen to your customers you've adopted to trends and here you are on the cutting edge of the space and in kentucky it's just such an amazing story and you know listening to customers and adapting to trends is so important so where do you see this going where are you seeing other trends and what are your customers saying and what's your vision of kingdom trust going forward you know we are very organic uh we've never bought an account we've never took institutional money as far as investors and things it's just some local family and friends really that that kind of got it started you know where do we see it going man we see it going to, to the moon we're we're so excited <laughs> right now 
we're thinking 10x growth over the next 12 to 18 months, probably in our customer base. Our challenge is onboarding tax, these tax-free, tax-deferred IRA accounts. If you came to Kingdom Trust today, you may have your money at Charles Schwab or, or Higgard Lions or who, you know, whoever you may have it at. There's, there's a lot of them. And tra- getting that transfer from them to Kingdom is kind of on them. You know, and and they don't like seeing you know necessarily seeing the money leave or what have you. So sometimes those things can take a few weeks. Now, that's one of the things I would I would tell people if if you're going to the choice platform, don't get too frustrated as you're trying to onboard. Because I promise you, we are doing our best to get those custodians to send your assets or or your funds over to us. But sometimes it can take as much as a month to uh, to get to get you know the guys on the other side to respond and come in. So we're trying to figure out ways to speed up those processes to onboard more people faster. That's probably our biggest challenge from a technology side right now. But we love where we're at in the marketplace. We love what digital currencies are doing right now, Bitcoin in particular. It, you know, it really seems like, uh, you know, we've been in this a long time in this Bitcoin thing and it's had its ups and downs and, and we definitely had you know, our ups and downs and, and people talking about us and bullseyes on our back and everything else when we first started this. And now it's cool to see it all, you know, getting adopted the way it is into mainstream financial services. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of it getting adopted into kind of the mainstream, we'd love to get your take on this recent move that Tesla made, purchasing, acquiring, whatever you want to call it, $1.5 billion in in Bitcoin. What do you think of that? Uh, I just wish they'd have done it through us, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, um, yeah, no. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's great. Um, you know, we are a firm believer at our company, Ryan, myself. We are we are firm believers that whatever happens, whether it's our competition, direct competition, obviously Tesla, Elon Musk are not our direct competition, but no matter what happens as long as it's advancing the market, it's helping us. And what Tesla did was, you know, they showed other corporations in America that this can be done. They notified the SEC. Obviously, corporations such as that don't take risk without having some approvals and things first, I wouldn't think. So I think you'll see a lot more people follow suit because, you know, if you know the thesis of Bitcoin, when, when the governments are printing money, that's where Bitcoin stands tall and strong. And that's happening all over the world and right here at home. So I think we're going to see more and more of that. And, and you know, you saw Paul Tudor Jones and some of those other, you know, big funds and different guys that, and, and even endowments like, you know, from big universities that are starting to put it in their portfolios. So I think, I think there's just all sorts of trends coming in. I think, Tesla doing that is just, just one of those, and it's exciting. Yeah. Bitcoin's obviously the one that, that gets all the attention for good reason. It should. But give the audience an idea of you know other digital assets or altern- alt- altcoins that, that they might, that maybe they should be paying attention to. Is there anything else that you're excited about out there other than Bitcoin? Bitcoin and Ethereum are like 99.5% of my personal portfolio. You know, Kingdom, we don't, we don't give advice. So, I'm not giving advice with any of this stuff that I'm saying. Uh, I would encourage people to just do their research and go get you some Dogecoin or whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever you, whatever you want to do. You know, <laughs> I do believe that 
you know, you do your research that there's only a few that have at least proven that they have long-term viable value. And there's also only a, a, a couple that have been deemed not to be a security by the SEC. I think people need to be careful about that. And, and you need to really watch some of these smaller coins and do your homework. But for me personally, I'm sticking with the big ones. For the audience listening, you say, you know, to educate, to educate themselves, you know, they, they, there's a lot of noise out there. So where do you personally educate yourself on what's happening in the altcoin space and the blockchain space? Where should they go look? That's a great question. I mean, there's several good news agencies out there that specialize in the digital currency world, like Coindesk. And gosh, I forget the names of some of the different ones that I look at. I think Anthony Pompliano's podcast, and he's got a newsletter that's really good. I get his newsletter every day. It's a few bucks a month. And, and it talks about kind of finance in general, but I think it's good. It doesn't really go into a lot of altcoins. Other than that, it's just really Googling around. I just think you have to be really careful about not listening to the myths and things out there. There's no doubt that Bitcoin is a store of value. It's the one that's being adopted by the bigger guys. Ethereum kind of has a whole totally different use case scenario that's attractive to some people. I, I have a fair amount of Ethereum myself. When you get both past those two, I don't know much about the rest of them. Yeah, because I just uh, we 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 hold about forty uh, different uh, digital currencies, but I personally uh, have just uh, never researched a lot past that. I, yeah. I've, I've stuck with that. Okay. Well, one last random question here before I let Logan ask you about uh, building a company here in Kentucky. Um, you know, there there is considered to be you know you could say you can call it an asset bubble, you could call it whatever you want, but in the market, you know, with interest rates so low, people are flooding into the market. Uh, people are putting their money into uh, Bitcoin because it's also a hedge for inflation. People are looking for returns right now. Um, I know you can't give advice, yeah. um, and I know you, you're not wanting to give advice, but maybe you can say where some of your clients are deciding to put their money to find returns yeah. because it's such a confusing time right now. And uh, you know, with valuation so high, you know, I often question, you know, where am I going to find returns over the next you know five years with uh, valuation so high. So what are you seeing some of your clients do that, that you view as either creative or just really intelligent? You know, we see our clients do a lot of things in the private world, as far as just investing in private companies. Not everybody has, you know, necessarily opportunity to do that, but some people do. And you can use your retirement account to, uh, to invest in private companies and we can facilitate that. If you know someone who's raising money starting a company or, or refunding a company and you want to invest in it, you can, you can use your retirement. So we see a lot of people doing that. We see a lot of people running the precious metals right now. We do a ton of physical gold. We allow people to hold physical gold, silver, platinum, all precious metals inside of their retirement account. So precious metals is, is always good too when you're printing money, right? So obviously the digital currencies, we see a lot of people turning their retirement accounts into private banks. You can actually take your retirement account and lend money uh, to people for different things, both secured and unsecured. We see a lot of people doing that. Tax liens, real estate, you know, income producing real estate, multifamily real estate is hot right now with, with uh, you know, the money printing, everything that's going on. 
inflationary risk. Lots of people run into multifamily. I personally am hugely invested in multifamily. Rental is, is a huge part of my portfolio. And you can do all that in your retirement account. So, um, yeah, that's, that's really what we're seeing. We're seeing people run to, to what you call hard assets, you know, like real estate, gold, Bitcoin is even being, you know, as weird as that may sound, it's even becoming kind of a hard asset in a lot of people's minds at the way they look at it. Yeah. And I assume that's just because of the scarcity only having, you know, 21 million that will ever be right. out there. Um, so definitely understand that, that side of it as well. It sounds like those are all different types of investments that I would encourage our audience to, to kind of dive into, because those are all things that I think when you're just getting into the world of investing, you don't think of all those different ways to make your money kind of work for you. So, uh, all of those things that you just mentioned, I think are things that I want to go back and kind of research myself. Uh, but to kind of transition the conversation here, as Evan mentioned, we always like talking about building, building a company and wherever you are, you happen to be in, in Murray, Kentucky and in a place that's known for bourbon and basketball, surely you've gotten some weird <laughs> looks, uh, being one of these companies that's dealing in Bitcoin in Kentucky. So talk a little bit about your experience building kingdom trust in Kentucky, as it relates to kind of the stigma that comes around being from the state and being really innovative. Yeah, we I've I've gotten all kinds of crazy looks and comments and things as I've traveled. You know, I've traveled around the country speaking at different uh conferences and things and obviously not recently, but over the last few years and uh there's no telling how many people I've had come up to me and and be like, "Oh, Kingdom Trust, you're that company from Kentucky." I'm like, yeah, that's us, you know. Um so so we get that comment a lot. Wired magazine even did an article that said something like a small, how does a small company in, in a tiny town in Kentucky own a corner of the crypto market or something along that line? I don't remember the exact headline, but yeah, I mean, we get a lot of strange looks. We get, a, honestly, I think some people maybe look down on that, but I think the b- majority of the people that talk to us actually have a lot of respect for how we've built and when they ask us, why is the company in Kentucky? I just tell them that's my home and that's where it's going to be, you know, and that's, that's, uh, um, and that's the truth. That's why it's in Kentucky is because Kentucky's home, you know, and we don't want to move. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a great reason to be in Kentucky, but let's also Absolutely. get some, get some of your advice that you would maybe give to the state, uh, looking back at your experience growing a company in Kentucky. Is there anything that the state uh, or that maybe the, you know, the local governments could have done better to help you as you grew Kingdom Trust? Well, to date, we've not really received any help from anybody as far as financially or or otherwise. We have talked recently to some state officials about some different programs and, and some ways to maybe help bring more innovation to Kentucky. Um, I don't know if they'd want me to get into a lot of it on here, but I would love to see some public-private partnerships. I'd love to see our universities focusing more on technology and then and those graduates uh, having a place to stay in Kentucky and work um, and, and, and make a, a com- competitive wage. So we've, we've got ideas around that. Most of it's all kind of new, and we've talked to, to some different guys in state government about it, and they've been very receptive. And so, you know, we're hoping that, that maybe we can find a way to do some, 
some partnerships with the state, maybe universities and different things to do our part in, 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 in kind of pushing that technology further in Kentucky and keeping some of these really smart kids we got coming out of our universities, keeping them in Kentucky instead of Silicon Valley and Austin, Texas and all the places that they end up. And I think it's companies like what, what you guys are building. You guys are kind of on the cutting edge of financial technology, especially as it relates to the area of the country that we're in. So, uh, you know, I hope that a lot of people can listen to this episode and understand that companies like this are being built in Kentucky and, uh, you know, hopefully be able to, to reach out and do the research. Makes me, uh, I wanted to ask a question on this. Yeah. Um, talk about, you know, the employment base that you do have in Kentucky is I imagine that the, the engineers building choice and, you know, your technology team, are they in Kentucky? Are they somewhere else? Talk about, you know, what, what your employment looks like within the state and, and without where are your employees located? We've got a little over a hundred, I think about a, maybe 110 and I may be a little off on that, but around 110 people, I think right now, and I'm going to say close to 100 of them are in Kentucky. Maybe 95 are in Kentucky. At least 80, 90 percent of them are in Kentucky. Several of, of our technology guys that are in Kentucky, and we do have some that are kind of scattered abroad, where we we had to, where we went out and sought sought out people with specific skill sets uh, within within our technology. And and uh, I think one of the guys, one of those guys, is maybe in Georgia and one in in Virginia. So we've got a couple that are scattered around, but, but by far the majority of them uh, are in Kentucky. And I would say, I, I believe I saw where we posted a technology uh, programmery of some sort of job on uh, actually Anthony Papiano just came out with a kind of digital currency blockchain mm -hmm. jobs board. I saw that. Um, and and we, uh, I saw where we had a job posted on that, he said the other day. So I don't know the specifics of it, but if there's any of the guys listening here that are interested in getting into the blockchain industry and interested in Kingdom Trust, uh, we'd welcome uh, applications or by all means go to uh, Pomp's uh, job board and, and see what's posted. I, I think it may have been a iOS uh, app developer or something, if I, but I'm not positive. But if you go to Pomp's thing, you can find out. Very sure. cool. Yeah, no, we love trying to connect people in this area to new and innovative jobs like that. So anybody that's listening, I'd highly encourage you to go check that out or pass that along to somebody that you think might be interested. Um, but as we as we wrap this interview up here, uh, give us kind of your macro view about where you see blockchain and Bitcoin, uh, how how that's going to kind of affect society going forward as it becomes more widely adopted. You know, I think Bitcoin, I think Bitcoin is going to be a store of value. I do believe it's going to be looked at much like digital gold. I think blockchain is a whole different, a whole different topic almost as far as what all blockchain can do. Uh, I think you're going to see privates, what you're already seeing, but I think you're going to see over time private securities being tokenized. I think you're going to, you're going to see, uh, you know, going to see more adoption in that. They're already tokenizing some of them, but I mean, I just think that in the whole alternative asset space, and when I say alternative assets, I mean anything that's not publicly traded through a stock exchange today, I think you're going to see over time that blockchain will make all of those assets easier to, to buy, sell, divide, exchange. And so I think you're going to see all these alternative non-public assets, which is the world we play in at Kingdom Trust for a long, long time. 
Now we do both, but I think you're going to see those become more available. Uh, blockchain is going to help that. I think you're going to see blockchain playing into medical records, deeds, um, you know, just all sorts of, of really cool things that I think blockchain will innovate within America, even within the internet. You know, blockchain has the ability to, uh, in many ways, take intangible assets and make them tangible. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. That's what I'm, you get where I'm coming from. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So, um, so there's just a lot of, uh, cool things I think are coming down the pipeline through blockchain technology, digital currencies being the forefront leading the charge. Awesome. Matt, we really appreciate you coming on. You know, when we spoke on the phone, I got so excited because uh, you had just you had said, you know, I, I'm just a hillbilly from Kentucky. It's on the cutting edge of fintech, and I think that's just something that, that's so cool to, cool to say. And we really appreciate you coming on and talk on the podcast because you know we really are working hard to highlight you know the innovative stuff happening in the state. And I can't think of anybody doing you know more innovative stuff than than you guys. And you guys should be super proud of of how you've adopted over time to become what you are today. And we're we're really really happy to highlight what you're doing. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on. I know this is a technology podcast. You ever had a guy can't type on here? (laughs) (laughs) Might be a first. Might be a first. Uh, All right, Matt. Well, we appreciate it. See you guys. All right. Just wanted to throw in a quick call to action here for Matt. Uh, So if you guys would like to learn more about Kingdom Trust uh, or the Choice app, you can do so at kingdomtrust.com or you can go and create an account with the Choice app at retirewithchoice.com.